Yo, what's up, guys, and welcome back to another Matthew Henriksen podcast. Alrighty, guys, so today we're going to be talking about the NBA draft. So let's get right on into it. So first thing I want to say is thank you guys for all the support on the recent podcasts. Uh, you know, the podcast numbers have just been going up, and I can't thank you guys enough. I'm sorry I haven't done one in a little bit. Uh, computer problems and other things, you know, just complicated it a little bit. So super sorry about that, guys. Starting to get more videos out to you guys right now. Um, so the first thing I wanted to talk about was how surprising it was that the Minnesota Timberwolves jumped up. And, you know, I don't think many people expected them to jump up to the first overall pick. And I think that's really good for the, you know, franchise as a whole. Right now they're trying to sell the team. And I think that might help, you know, sell the team quicker and, you know, get the, get the new owners, you know, just keep them happy. And hopefully they'll, uh, help the team get a playoff berth and soon hopefully win a championship for the league. I think it's good that even the small market teams are doing better. So yeah. Um, the first thing I wanted to talk about is who I think personally should go first overall. And this is kind of a no brainer to me. I personally think Anthony Edwards is the, you know, for sure. Number one pick on the draft. I don't think Lamella ball has shown, you know, the, the right shooting ability to even be considered for the first overall pick, you know, the potentials there and everything. But after all, this league is a lot of, you know, it's a lot of jump shots and, you know, he shot less than 25%, I believe from the field. And so, you know, that's just awful. And I don't know, that is just something that I, I don't think, any team would want, especially a team of the Minnesota Timberwolves that don't have the best three-point shooting. Um, you know, I think they really want someone to, you know, at least help them with the scoring and who someone also has p defensive potential. And I feel like Anthony Edwards has that. Um, you know, he has the right size and physical attributes to be a, you know, good defender and, you know, even though he's a very inconsistent watching his, you know, time in college, he was inconsistent shooting the ball. I do think that he could be a better shooter um, as he goes throughout his career. He is only 19. You know, he can create shots for himself. He isn't like the best passer and playmaker. But I think if you play with D'Angelo Russell at the one, you know, there's definitely a good upside to him or them picking okay there's a good upside of um him getting picked by the team you know you know hopefully that would create a strong backcourt and i do think that you know there's a possibility that um you know he could be a really good defender next to d'angelo russell and that team right now really does does need um good defenders and so you know that would be interesting I don't think, even though I think James Wiseman could be the highest potential guy in the draft right now, I don't think the Timberwolves would want him, of course, because they have Carl Anthony Towns. It would be a very surprising pick to see them you know, pick him, but also at the same time, Carl Anthony Towns would be a pretty good four if they really wanted to you know, mix things up. Um, but yeah, so getting in, of course, to the next pick, um, this might be obvious 
to what I just said that I think he's the most potential. I do think the Golden State Warriors keep this pick unless they can get a you know star caliber of Giannis. Um, you know, I don't think they'll trade it. And so I think they would keep it and get James Wiseman. And of course, you know, he could play their five position. Then probably Draymond would play the four. Then they'd probably have um, Wiggins out there at the three. Two, of course, Clay and Steph at one. So, you know, that would be their starting five. And I think that's a great starting five. And potentially they could win another championship next year. Uh, I think it would all depend on, you know, how, you know, if there's any trades this year and how things mix up. They could really be in contention to win a championship next year, uh, depending on if everybody's healthy and the season goes according to plan with COVID and everything. I think they could really be a potent team. Um, But James Wiseman has shown a lot of potential. You know, he's a guy who could at least be a lob runner like um, Clint Capella and could also be a defensive stopper um, in the paint like someone like Rudy Gobert. Uh, And he has the potential to be both of those players. But, you know, it's just a very, you know, it'll just be interesting to see how he, um, you know, how he grows into, you know, his NBA form and also, you know, on a team of a bunch of really good three-point shooters, he might, you know, in practice learn some tricks and become a lot better of a three-point shooter. You know, that team is stacked with three-point shooters and, you know, two of the greatest three-point shooters to ever live on the team. And, you know, he could really learn a lot from them and I think that would help. He has a huge wingspan at seven foot six. And he is a seven foot one center, so that'll be pretty interesting to see. Um, so yeah, next pick, of course, Charlotte Hornets, and obviously this will now be Lamelo Ball. I think it'd be a stretch for them to pick Danny Advija, um, but if they really like their backcourt and they really don't want to mix it up, then I guess you could go with Danny Advija. But I feel like Lamelo Ball does have potential to be a good player, um, but I would I'm just very worrisome about his. Um, his shooting ability and everything, I think that's something that worries me. Um, because, you know, it's not like he was shooting, you know, but also you could make, sorry, I just accidentally made the wrong point. It's not like he was, you know, playing against a bunch of college people. So he was playing against other pros that I do think is better competition. So that could also be a reason why he's, of course, not as good three-point shooting. But, you know, that's okay. Um, and I do think the Charlotte Hornets would love to have him. He's a, uh, you know, very tall, 6'7", and, you know, right next to Devontae Graham. Devontae Graham's an undersized, probably one. Um, but then I would personally put Lamella at the uh, two, you know, just to guard players, but then maybe play him as your primary ball handler. It'd be interesting to see the lineups. Um and of course, you'd probably have Terry Rozier come off the bench, even though he's the highest paid out of both of them. But yeah. Um, next, we of course have the Chicago Bulls. And I think the Bulls um, should be so happy, should be ecstatic that they got the fourth overall pick. And I don't think they should trade it. Um, you know, I have seen people talking about how so many of these top teams should try to trade it for, you know, potential draft picks next year, maybe because the draft will be much deeper and much better next year. But, you know, there's no there's no confirmation on how the scouting even will go next year 
or if we'll even have a college season. So, you know, I would go with, you know, players that you've seen play, um, even though if you, you know, haven't had the combine and everything, I think you just go with, you know, the players that you have this year. And I think Danny Advija is a very high potential player also, but also, you know, is a player who can come in and immediately help your team. He has been inconsistent from shooting, but that's many young players that are inconsistent. Um, but has done a lot of the things that Luca does or Luca did in um, Europe as well. He was in Israel, and you know he won MVP honors, and I believe won a title with his team in um, Israel. So that'll be interesting to see. I don't think he will be, you know, a star like Luca, and I don't think he'll be a superstar. But I do think, you know, he could be someone who could be a second or third option on a team. And, you know, personally, that team doesn't really have a number one star. And I think there's a slight chance that he could be. And I think that would be a smart decision to bank on it Um, because, you know, they really don't have anybody else. I know, um, you know, Levine's there. But I don't feel like he's a guy that you can have on your team and win a lot of games. I think he's a guy that, you know, um, you know, he's a guy that's really can put up good numbers, but I don't think he's a winner. And, you know, I'd love to prove or love to see him prove me wrong. Um, but until then, I'm just going to stick with the he's not really a winner. He's a, you know, good scorer and a flashy player sells tickets right now. So I think he'd be a good trade asset for the team. Um, but yeah, on to the fifth pick now. Cleveland Cavaliers and uh, Obi Toppin from Dayton um, is my pick. You know, you know, you could say maybe they would go with players like Tyrese Halliburton or something. Um, but just, you know, they have so many guards already that I think they have to go with either Obi Toppin or Aneka Okongwu. I do think Obi Toppin is the better offensive player, and he's pretty agile on defense. Um, you know, th- he's definitely going to probably play power forward, um, but have to come off the bench. And so, you know, that's a big problem because I think, you know, they have Andre Jumman and Kevin Love already on the team. But they don't really have any other picks that they like. They can't go with the small forward or anything. So I don't know. Personally, if I was the Cleveland Cavaliers, you'd want to try to give up one of those guys so you can develop some younger players like Obi Toppin and, you know, Kevin Porter Jr. can get more minutes. So that would just be my opinion. Um, But it'll be interesting to see, you know, him along other players. But I wouldn't be surprised if the Cleveland Cavaliers make a dumb drafting decision or even go out and draft someone like Tyrese Halliburton or just another guard that, you know, probably won't pan out. Um, Real quick, I'm just going to go through this one. I feel like, you know, this one's not an exciting pick, but it is um, a very good pick for the Atlanta Hawks at number six is Tyrese Halliburton from Iowa State. So let's go Iowa State. Um. But, you know, he's he's a guy who can be the number two guy next to Trey Young. He's a guy that has a uh, very good basketball IQ, and he's a guy that can defend. I'm, I'm, I'm sure he can, def- like, um, become a great defender. You know, he's the size and the length to be that. And he already has pretty good defensive ability. 
Um, he's an okay jump shooter, uh, shot about, I think, 49 or 48% this year. And so, you know, he's someone that could help a lot. Um, next to Trey Young could be kind of the defender, uh, stands around 6'5". So, you know, he's your average size two. And so I think, you know, it'd be very interesting to see if they do end up going with him. He's a guy that I think can help start winning games for them. Um, and I think it'd be the right decision for the team to, um, you know, draft him. Next is Aneka Kongwu. Uh, going to the Detroit Pistons, I think this is probably them picking the highest potential player in the rest of the draft, and I think that might be true. That this is the highest potential player right now that you know they would want to go with, and um, you know Aneka Kongu, in my opinion, could is a pretty good defender, but he could also be that rim runner. I think you know stands around six nine, so a little bit underside sized but could be a lot like how Wendell Carter was this year, you know, um, kind of undersized, or he could be someone like Bam Adebayo. I don't know if he will get to that, you know, potential, or he won't get to that, like, stardom. I don't think he will be an all-star, but if he does get that close, that's very good for the team. Um, you know, he had a good amount of blocks, really good on the defensive end. I do think he's a lot like Bam Adebayo, but I don't know if he will reach the potential of Bam Adebayo. So yeah, onto the just going through the quick now. Uh, I'll get to once we get to a player that I want to talk about. We'll uh, I'll start talking again. But real quick, um, number eight, I do think either Devin Vassell from Florida State or uh, Isaac Okoro will go there. Um, you know, honestly, if the New York Knicks just it's whatever player that has the highest potential in my or in their opinion, or if they do want to, you know, kind of go ahead and try to get Killian Hayes, that also wouldn't be a terrible decision in my opinion. Like they don't have a point guard set in stone. Um, but you know, Devin Vassell and Isaac Okoro both play the three position. So that'd be interesting to see. And then, uh, the ninth pick is, um, probably going to be either one of the small forwards that I mentioned earlier that the Knicks didn't pick. So either Devin Vassell or Isaac Okoro. And if they do pick, if the Knicks pick Killian Hayes, then I think, you know, probably, uh, I don't know. I personally would say Vassell is the better offensive player. Um, but if they really want a good defensive player, then Okoro is that guy. And I think Okoro could really add something to Washington on the defensive end. Uh, being one of the worst, if not the worst, defensive team this year, I think he would help them out a lot. Um, next is the Phoenix Suns. And I do think, I don't think Killian Hayes will go to the Knicks, but if he does, then they'll have to probably go with, um, you know, probably Vassell or Okoro. Um, or someone else if they really want a point guard or something. But I do think they'll go with Killian Hayes. Probably just confuse you guys with all, all that, you know, talk, but whatever. Um, I do think Killian Hayes is the, you know, uh, probably third best point guard in the draft this year. And I think he's a good player for, you know, the Phoenix Suns. He could be a Ricky Rubio for them. And, you know, I think they only have one more year, I believe, on Ricky Rubio's contract. So he's a good replacement after that year, can come off the bench, be there, you know, six man maybe or something. 
uh, at 11. Um, you know, I've seen people go with Sadiq Bey. Um, I also, you know, wouldn't be surprised to see players like Patrick Williams or, you know, other players like that go at 11. Um, but I do think that Sadiq Bey is a very, um, you know, a person who not many people are talking about could be a really big player in the draft this year is, you know, Sadiq Bey is a guy who can immediately, you know, once you draft him can be, you know, a great shooter for you and a great defender. Um, you know, I watched, I went to a couple of Villanova games this year or only one this year, but, um, you know, he was really fun to watch. And I watched a lot of their games this year because, you know, got the local channels and he was super exciting to watch. He shot 45% from three and, you know, that's just crazy. Um, and I, of course it'll go down. And the lowest I expect it to be is like, low 30s but i do think it'll be upper 30s at least mid 30s um so yeah and then he's also you know reasonably sized for the three and maybe the four at six eight uh he is only 216 so i don't know if you'd want to put him at power forward but you know they on the places i've seen it it's i've seen him uh, as a small forward slash power forward so we'll see about that um, then you, of course, have Patrick Williams and like Jalen Smith and Precious Chua and uh, Kyrie Lewis just down the draft. Um, those guys could honestly, you know, I think most of their teams will go with best fit, of course, at this position. Uh, the next thing I did want to talk about is the 14th overall pick um, being the Boston Celtics. And I do think this could be a pick that could be traded. Um, if, you know, a team like the Sixers or something, you know, wants to trade up or, you know, Sadiq Bay drops even, you know, two or three picks down to the 14th pick. Um, I think, you know, there would be many teams wanting to trade up for that. Um, but yeah, you'll see in a recent or soon a video coming out about how the Sixers, I think can potentially become a lot better of a team. Um, uh, so just to go down the list, we have about, you know, 10 more minutes, so I thought I'd talk about some of the rest of the people. Aaron Naismith is also a guy, small forward, um, that is expected to probably go to Portland. Um, I've seen, you know, because they want a small forward, and I've seen him uh, fall in a lot of the mock drafts, and I wouldn't be surprised if he does go to Portland, but I think for Portland, this would be a great, great pickup. Shot 52%, only in 14 games, but 52% from three is amazing and even if he can shoot you know around mid 30s that would help out this team a lot and he's you know not a bad defender so i think you know that's just another great perk and you know they need a small forward and so you know if if they're not going to rebuild or not reset then this is the best decision for them in my opinion um and like tyrese maxi um is timber or slated to go to the Timberwolves in some of the mock drafts I've seen. I would agree with that. You know, um, not a bad player. You just kind of, I, I, I don't know how much of an impact he'll make this season. So just going to go down the rest of the line to picks that I'm really are wanting to talk about. So next is the Miami heat that I want to talk about at 20. Um, and, you know, I've seen, them picking up like players like Cole Anthony and you know other players like that 
and I think Cole Anthony on the team would be a very, very good um, selection for them. Uh, you know, he's been, he's been, you know, he was slated to come in and be like a top five draft pick this year and be a really good point guard and hasn't shown it at North Carolina. Um, so I think a lot of scouts lost, you know, lost uh, belief in him and everything, but I do th- still think he could be, you know, a very good player, six man, a player like uh, Kobe White. I feel like they're two very similar players. Um, I feel like Kobe White excelled in that six man role, you know, coming off the bench and just being a scorer. He's not really a facilitator. And I feel like Cole Anthony could do that too, where, you know, you know, you're probably not going to use him a bunch and, you know, he's not going to be a real true point guard with good passing ability. He's going to be really good at shot creating for himself. And so, you know, I think that's something that, you know, the Heat might need from time to time is a little boost off the bench. And so I feel like he would bring that. Um, next, I wanted to talk about the Sixers because I've been talking about them in the video. It's going to come out soon. And Tyrell Terry for them is, I think, a very good um, pick unless they're going to trade up uh, or unless they want to go with, you know, some bigger prospects or taller. I mean, like um, like at position-wise, because Tyrell Terry is only 6'1". Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see um, because, you know, players like Jaden McDaniels, that it's uh, a lot of draft or mock drafts have been, you know, either right after a couple picks after the Sixers, he would go. And, you know, I think if they wanted him, he wouldn't be a bad selection. You know, he plays small forward and or you could put him at the power forties. He's six, nine, a little skinny on the skinnier side. Um, but he's, you know, definitely a great shooter and that's probably his best attribute right now. Um, and so, yeah, just going down the list more, um, we have the Milwaukee Bucks at 24. Um, uh, I think a great pick would for them would be RJ Hampton. Um, you know, a guy that can bring energy and, you know, you know, he's good. Sorry. Um, he's a really good, you know, transition player. And I think the Bucks are also a very good transition team. So we would, you know, do well with that. And he's, you know, not the best shooter, but I think he could grow into that. And right now he has potential to be a pretty good shooter. Um, the next person I want to talk about is Cassius Winston from Michigan State. I think he's a guy that, um, you know, a team like the Lakers or maybe even a team like the Bucks or the Raptors or something that you know, kind of need a more mature player that could come and help win a championship um, in the near future. And I feel like Cassius Winston is that person. He's you know, of course, went to four years of college and you know, kind of undersized, but also at the same time, he shows you know a lot of leadership skills when he was you know competing for Michigan State, and you know. He's not the most athletic player, but, you know, he's a good shooter, and I think he could add a lot of value to the team. So that's about all I want to go talk about um, today. Um, So I really hope you guys enjoyed that podcast. Uh, Don't forget to like and subscribe and, you know, share this podcast with all your friends. Thank you guys so much for listening. See you guys later. Goodbye.